smell something? Put that cookie down! Hello and welcome to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I'm Shane. I'm Chancer. And we're filmmakers, we're fans, and we're following up on our adventures in a new sequel today. We're talking about sequels, and then we're also finding out what happened to us before you met us Ooh. in a, a, a prequel nature. We're talking about sequels and prequels this week, and uh, we have guest Zane C. Weber on once again. I am... The eternal guest. I like. I like guest. that he wasn't special. He wasn't regular. He is just guest today. He's just guest. Because uh, Josh role. is away. Because uh, Josh was. Uh, he was at a house party. Yeah. And he was. He was having troubles. His friend Jeremy was there, and and Sarah, and <laughs> uh, things yeah. got out of hand. And he went to drive away and there was like a car accident and then he's like a ghost talking to sorry i feel like the only person who would understand this is is, josh himself josh himself so josh if you're listening spoil spoiler Spoiler alert alert for for his own own movie movie. yeah Um, don't don't if if people are intending to watch his movie don't listen to the last five minutes (laughs) because we told him in retrospect uh but well, this talk- is the prequel. Yes, this is. This is. But we're talking about uh, sequels and prequels. But before, as usual, we always ask, "What have you been watching?" And Chancellor, oh, what have you been it. watching? Okay, what have I been watching? Good question. Um, so uh, we, we were talking about this just before the podcast. Listening uh, to another podcast, you must remember this uh, struck this feeling within me that I really, really wanted to watch Death Becomes Her. And I have been looking for it everywhere, and I can't find it. So instead, I watched Witches of Eastwick, uh, which very was uh, good. really good. Uh, it's a good movie. It's, yeah, it's a- very bizarre. Yeah, like it, it. It's one of those ones where, like, it just just it doesn't explain a lot. No, things it, just like, cr- like are they witches? Are they not witches? Eh. When I read, because the uh, description on, um, I think it's on Stan or Netflix, can't remember. The description on it says specifically that these three women fall in love with Satan. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I'm watching the movie. I'm like, they've never said he is Satan. Is that a twist that's ruined for me? They never say he's Satan. It just is. He's just a devil guy. He's just a devil. And and the fun part is I was listening. It was like the only bit of trivia I accidentally looked at at IMDb when I was trying to see who had directed the film. And the one bit of trivia was apparently the producer halfway through production was like, we got to make it aliens. Just make them aliens. And George Miller's like, why? I don't don't know what, because I stopped reading at that point. Is that what the big giant thing that he becomes at the end or something? I don't know, because I was worried that reading that spoiled the end for me. But That's definitely a demon. It's based on a book. Have you read the book? Yes. Is it? I recently directed a Yes, yes, you directed a musical (laughs) version. (laughs) The musical version of it. Explains a little more than the movie, which it, I found well, was really interesting. Yeah, it it settles into the story a little bit more. Yeah, uh, and it is kind of up in the air whether or not they're witches before they meet him, or whether he just because they're not they're not like witches. They're not like oh, we're witches. Let's do a spell. They're just kind of like fucking around, and then they accidentally they're like yeah, we want this man. Yeah, and so what is it they they were all thinking? The idea is that they all stumble into the formula to cast a spell, which cool, is... Cool, we've all done that. Where they're, they're all just have the same intention. And it's about kind of the the innate power of women. Yes. And then women are playing dangerous. that against the, the, the power of men to dominate women. So the fans have already gone onto Shura's Instagram and hounded her until she's quit <laughs> from Instagram. That's what happened because it's a movie about the power of women. By the way, I liked Cher before, but after watching this movie, fuck, I love Cher. Right? I am so yeah. gay right now. I just... I- Fucking love Cher. I need, like, I need to watch because I still haven't watched Moonstruck or Mask, which are the ones she got nominated. And yeah, won Moonstruck an Oscar I've for. seen, and I didn't like Mask, but then again, I think I was like ten at the time, and I was like, "Ugh, drama." This is a Jim Carrey. So, <laughs> speaking yeah. of, sorry, total sidebar. Have you seen the trailer for the new um, show he's done? Like, uh, uh, you tagged kidding? me this morning. I didn't watch it. It's look. It's Michelle Gondry directed. He looks like Michelle Gondry in it. He does. Like and the it- one thing I saw, I'm like, oh, that's Michelle. Gond- Wait, is that Jim Carrey? It kind of looks like Jim Carrey's found like that balance that he had with something like um, Truman Show or or Eternal Sunshine, where it's like a drama with comedy mixed in this weird yeah. tone. Anyway, sorry, total sidebar. Anyway. No, really cool. Um, what else? Uh, have you otherwise, I um, went on a binge on just a bunch of female-led comedies that I had lying around. So, um, and also because I wanted, because I watched Ibiza. Well, we were going to do that as a podcast. We we're going to do that as a episode. podcast, but then. Someone wasn't able to make the movies. I'm not naming any names, me. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, I went and saw. Uh, so, so I saw Ibiza, which is a Netflix original special. Have Ibiza. either of you Ibiza? Sorry, have either of you seen Ibiza? No. Fucking don't. It is so shit. Noted. There is like, and this is from the man who recommended Solar Babies. <laughs> but do you know Ibiza is actually trying to sue Netflix? I know. Over I saw the because movie. they didn't shoot it in Ibiza. They're like, yeah. you can't pull off this place is Ibiza. We're Ibiza. <laughs> but yeah, there is like. No stakes in that movie whatsoever. The only like uh, conflict that comes up is always resolved in either the next scene or the same scene. Like there's this one bit. <laughs> so the, the plot of the movie is let's go to a place and do stuff. They don't do stuff, man. They do not do let's stuff. Let's go to a place and be. Yeah. <laughs> nah. See, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, chef but bad because chef amazed me chef the, is such a good movie and it has like no stakes and i'm like it has no how, con- it has, has no, no con- like like past the point of where everything goes wrong there's no conflict yeah and it's so good it's just a guy who keeps succeeding and getting better and i don't know why that works so well whereas abitha is not that it's just because bad. the reason why is because i think chef is if you take a normal movie structure and it's the start, you introduce a thing, there's stuff going on. The point at which everything goes wrong in the movie before the third act, they've literally zoomed in and then expanded that section out yep. to the length of a whole movie. Mm. And that's why it works is because it feels like there's other stuff on either end of it that makes it feel more complete. Yeah. But yeah. Fuck, anyway. I watched Chef. I should have just watched Chef. So Ibiza. Uh, but then and- I watched uh, Girls' Night. Which, um, uh, sorry, Girls, Girls Trip. Trip. Yeah, God yep. damn it, why did those two movies come out at the same time? Which I didn't see in cinemas. You recommended it because of... I, uh, it's, only, it's purely because of Tiffany Haddish. If uh, she's not see, in I that movie... I forgot that you said it was purely because of her. Because, yeah, I was like, if it's I not, like her, If it's not else. because of her, it, that movie would fall apart. And I don't get why people are raving about the movie as a whole. I like. I love it. It's progressive. Mm. Women of colour. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, of stuff of I, I liked about it, but I didn't find it funny except for no, her. No, and it was the whole weird phone science with like the uh, the cheating and all that kind of stuff. Just oh, was yeah. like really dumb. And Fucking then the random Instagram. gay joke in the middle of it, where they're like, "Do you have a boyfriend?" Ah! I like that moment happened in the cinema. Well, I'm like, "What the fuck?" It that, went nowhere. I was line? expecting him to be gay, and it was like they all know he's gay, and they were doing it as a joke no. that they knew. And I'm like, "Oh no!" It was, no, just- it was literally just like, "Ha ha! He could be gay. Yeah. How funny is that?" Gays, right? Um, and then I watched a Rough Night, which I did see in cinema. And of the three, I still love that movie. Does it? I did. I like. I, I didn't hate it, but I, mm. it was very meh to me when I saw it in the cinemas. Maybe it was because I just watched two. <laughs> Shitty, but no, I liked it in cinemas and I liked it now. I just like killing st- hookers. What can I say? Oh, well, there you go. Uh, um, no, uh, and then beware, I, wa- I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I know a lot, so whoa, watch out. Um, and then I watched the whole 10 yards last night. I haven't night. seen that one. That's the Bruce Willis one, isn't I it? I did not like it because uh, we watched the whole nine yards uh, a couple months oh, see, ago. Oh, I thought that's the one you were talking about. I haven't seen either of those two movies. Okay, so the first one I kind of like. It's pretty funny. Um, Matthew Perry... Is Matthew Perry, Bruce Willis is Bruce Willis. Uh, in the second one, like they changed Bruce Willis's character a lot, and I kind of like that. But the rest of the movie is so bad. And fuck, man, how much was gay panic jokes in the two thousands? Right? Ah, uh, everywhere. Half of that movie is gay panic jokes. They made a literally gay panic the movie in whatever the fucking one about the fireman getting fake married for oh, tax yeah. reasons. Uh, the one that was a rip off of the Australian gay Adam panic movie. Uh, no, no, no. Um, um, uh, uh, Chuck and Larry. I now pronounced you Chuck and Larry. And Larry. Yep. Gotta love it. Yep. So what, uh, what have you been watching, Zane? Well, am, am I not allowed to talk about the female-led heist movie that's currently playing. No, because we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it. Oh, you can tell us. You can save. Like, you just don't spoil it. But if you've seen it, they talk. There is no way for me to spoil this movie. Oh, really? No, it's good. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. Oh, really? Movie. Oh, cool. It's as good as any of the other oceans, if not maybe a little, a little bit better. I'll be talking yeah. about them next week because I may have watched them. But <laughs> Oh, cool. I like that you watch them. Oh, yeah, because I saw that on Instagram. And yeah, we're yeah. not doing that episode. No, no, no. Because <laughs> no. we're seeing it tonight. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I saw Ocean's 8 and full of great performances. My one little gripe is that uh, I just hate inverted commas hackers. In- yeah. Oh, my God. And no, Rihanna's no, the hacker in this one, isn't she? Pardon? Rihanna's the hacker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's good as Angelina Jolie was in Hackers. <laughs> 
better. I haven't seen uh, one, but still. And like they really kind of focused in. They gave her a lot of extra screen time, which was like, okay, I get why you're doing it, but I, we don't need to see any of this. Yeah. You know, and there was a little bit of that. And also um, Sandra Bullock and a couple of the others just had a lot of makeup on. It's like all the time. And I, I, I was just really aware of it. Okay. And it's like, it was weird for me to be so aware of how much makeup they're wearing, whether mm. it was just like those shots or the lights, but it was weird. Um, but a really good movie. Okay, that's fun. good to hear. Awesome. That's good to hear. I'm looking forward to it because I really didn't. Well, we'll talk about it next episode. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I didn't watch him recently. Yeah. Um, and I saw Solo as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I also watched Solo. Yes. Uh, what did you think of Solo? A solid C. <laughs> it's it's adequate. <laughs> it's just real spoon feedy, not really yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um, I saw Solo as well. And for me, I just... Like you, we were saying this just before we recorded. It doesn't do anything new. Yeah, mm. the it, performances are all. I actually great. really liked Alden Ehrenreich, and I never had an issue with him. But I thought he was a really good casting choice back when they announced it, and everyone started complaining about him because he doesn't look like Harrison Ford. I'm like, it, he's meant to be young. Harrison we'll just Ford. Do what they did to Joseph Gordon-Levitt in. Just give in him Looper. a fake nose. Jesus, just, just, that just, just looked Bruce Willis weird. Him oh God. <laughs> uh, Donald Glover, though, in that movie. Great. Oh He's, my God. He just nailed that accent and everything, too. Oh, and even though it's like the most pointless things that prequels do, I love the fact that they gave an origin story to the fact that he calls him Han instead of Han. <laughs> like, of all the things that needed an origin oh, really? story. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. So I never movie. paid attention to that in The Empire Strikes Back. I just didn't like that they had all these really interesting characters, and I think they did it out of the fact that they can't kill Han, Chewie, or... Lando, so they but they still had moments else. where they're like, "Are oh, they gonna die?" And we're like, "It's never gonna fucking happen." Like mm. Chewie's not gonna lose his arm because he's alive. Um, but they introduced Tandy Newton as a really phenomenal, awesome character, and then they kill her. <laughs> they introduced Phoebe Waller Bridge as the droid Leet Leet. What? What? L337. Oh, get fucked. Oh my god, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not. That's I guarantee exactly you that was that was a Phil Lord Chris Miller joke. Actually, yeah. I see <laughs> yeah that, that was such Absolutely. a Phil Lord Chris Miller joke. Um See and, and because the movie was the way it was, I don't see that working in no, it. If no. they lent into um, it. But yeah. they introduce her as a great character and spoiler alert, they kill her. It just it, like the second they uh, killed Tandy Newton, I knew even before we met uh L3 yeah. That she was going to die because I'm like, well, she's not in the later story. And so I'm like, is she going to die? Is she going to be like integrated into the computer system? And then I was like a hundred percent, right. There's nothing surprising about the movie. And also, um, oh, it, we, I want the Phil or Chris Miller version of that movie. So do I. It would have been so, it's like, it feels like in the same way, like Ant-Man for me. Yeah. It's fine. It, it's but fine. I would it's have, safe. Yeah. It's so safe. It's such a safe movie. Uh, anything else you watched? Oh, that's it. I've watched a few other things, but we'll hmm. talk about them next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll hold on to them. For I, wonder a whole how week. Long, I wonder how long we can actually keep up. Like, do, do we spoil? Do we break the wall to the audience that we don't record on a weekly basis? I'm pretty I think sure you we've... do almost every episode. Every, yeah. so. Almost yeah. every episode, we do two uh, in like. Well, well, at keep a time. the mystery. We could have done four today. Who we did knows? three a couple of weeks ago. Actually, yeah, we did. What a day! Um, well, me, I've been watching so the solo. Shane, what have you been watching? Ah, thank you, Chancellor. Um, I'm not really I, I've binged uh, the new season of Kimmy. Sh- well, no, not all of it, but episodes one to. F- of Kimmy Schmidt. Are you a fanboy of that? Of that I show? like it. I like the humor. I like the writing, and I need I need that kind of because I what annoys me is that people have kind of gone away from the absurdist humor almost it, since Thirty Rock died. It's almost exclusively gone, and it's become um, so, so. Like I like the. Did you ever watch the Mindy Project? Yes. Yeah. So the Mindy Project is funny and it has these absurd lines, but it's never followed through in reality. It's just characters say weird stuff. Whereas Thirty Rock and to a lesser extent, I mean, Kimmy Schmidt is obviously not as good as Thirty Rock, but mm. th- there's the absurdist reality of the show, and Arrested mm. Development is the same. Yeah. And I would ag- I would agree with. I all just miss of that. that in a show. I just can't stand any of the characters. See, I love, I love, I love uh, uh, Jane Krakowski's character because she's actually had some solid development too. Like, yeah, but no one else has. No, no, they're all just kind of like, this is my punchline, and every scene I'm in. Kimmy, the more I've watched of that show, the less 
good Kimmy is to me. Correct. Kimmy was much better in season one. Yeah. Um, especially this season, she seems to be kind of almost the side character to the much more interesting antics of Titus and yeah. um, uh, what's her name? What's Jane Kukowski's character's name? Jackie. Jacqueline. Jackie, Jacqueline White. And then yeah. she starts an agency and it's white talent. <laughs> it's just, it's oh, I cool. do love all of the uh, sexual harassment jokes in this season. <laughs> oh, the, it was clever to do them with Kimmy, Kimmy though. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Really smart to do. Um, And then as you two know, I've been having a bit of a down a month for like the last while. Yeah. And so I have down a month for the last two or three months. <laughs> <laughs> um, And uh, as a result, I kind of went to, and I started rewatching Happy Endings because that's my happy place. <laughs> nice. I just, that show I, is. I was expecting you to just watch a whole bunch of sad romantic comedies and you just crying was, while eating ice cream. I was con- I was seriously at one point tempted to watch Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind because <laughs> I haven't seen no, that dude, yet. Dude, as someone who has watched that movie just after being dumped, don't do that. That is a bad <laughs> idea. It gets in your head. You're like, yeah. this is a good idea. I, but I was thinking that. I'm like, what if I could Maybe just do race? Maybe will help. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, the I saw the, the, the finale, and I keep harping on about this, but because it deserves to be harped on, I saw the finale of The Good Fight. And holy shit, they, they, they use it so well. Like they used the intro sequence. They seg- The way they segued from the teaser into the intro sequence was just brilliant and then the ending like that show is so fucking good it's it's the best thing ever um and then i watched for the first time ever bill and ted's excellent adventure mm. which oh I yeah we never spoke about seen, this which i'm watching it and i get it but also this movie is literally what everyone thinks the when they think of the 80s this movie encapsulates that entire nostalgia porn idea of the 80s yeah i didn't like i was like i liked how committed keanu reeves was in that role oh, i stand by it's his best it's his best role uh, maybe john wick but that's because john wick is such a straight face character that nothing's happening there it's just him killing really not that the i surf, love not the surf one. Uh, you know i haven't I, seen I, point I do break love point break but i still think him <laughs> in excellent journey and bogus uh sorry excellent it's adventure, the most like journey. out like a big role seeing him have done. character is so odd <laughs> uh but yeah i was just kind of like eh. i mean i thought the last 20 minutes of it were pretty good but it's a movie with no conflict whatsoever they solve everything by th- remembering <laughs> to do it in the future so apparently this you were telling me the sequel. yeah that, that's better. a good way to you know, segue into our sequel talk is bogus journey is one of the better sequels if just because it raises the stakes so much and it's a different movie they're going on a completely different adventure that they did the first time. Well, they're go- not going on an adventure. They're going on a bogus journey. That this is time. true. Ugh, what a bogus journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Isn't bogus meant to be like bad, fake, pretend? I've told you what the journey is, right? Watch the movie. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <clears throat> <laughs> I like it. We're like, solo spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> Bill and Ted, we can't spoil that for people. No, no, that, that is thirty-year-old movie. Yeah. Uh, so, why have sequels and prequels for money? Merchandising, yes, <laughs> merchandising, merchandising. Spaceballs, Spaceballs the t-shirt, t-shirt. Spaceballs <laughs> the flamethrower. I will say, on my top five list of sequels and prequels, I don't think there are any on there that are uh, maybe one that was made for merchandise slash money. They all so that is definitely why we have so many now. Yeah, but I think it's not the only reason. I think there is an artistic reason to have a sequel. There absolutely is, but I think there's like an art to it. Um, I think there's less artistic reason to have a prequel. Yes, I I agree. I hundred percent agree. I can get into Um, something about that. For me, I think like uh, I mean, why have them? So more story obviously is is the big one. There's still more things to go. from the marketing side, it's about building a brand and IP because everything in in Hollywood now is intellectual property. Yeah. And so something, you know, and that's why we can kind of get these comedies that don't really need a sequel that get them like, like Bad Mums and They're some Daddy's of the ones Home. that I hate the most. <sighs> sleeper, hit, sleeper hit comedies always get, so Horrible Bosses. Yeah. Horrible Bosses 2 only exists because Horrible Bosses 1 was like this big sleeper hit mm. and it was the same year as Bridesmaids and it was the that was sort of the, the R-rated comedy finally breaking Where like 100 million. Where is Bridesmaids 2? That's the I question. I think they've deliberately held off because oh, Kristen <laughs> Wiig is like not doing it and Judd Apatow is like, I'll do whatever she says and so they're not <laughs> doing it. But uh, brand recognition is a big one and then sometimes there are sequels that are, uh, exist because the story is too large for one movie. 
Lord of the Rings, like yeah. all those big epic ones. I well, think. well, Lord of the Rings, like even the books, the they were the yeah. story was literally too big for books. They there was a paper shortage, so he was like, "Well, cut it up into three books then." Six books, wasn't it? And then they six, and yeah, then made yeah. Made and but three, you yeah. see, I love how the story of the movies it went, and they were like trying to do it in one, they couldn't do it in one, and then they went to another producer, and they tried to bargain to do it in well, two. Peter Jackson always wanted to do it as three. Three, yeah. He ha- he was forced to do it as one. They went to I think it was Mi- no Miramax was the one who let them do three, wasn't it? No, uh, no. Or was it MGM? no Miramax wanted. Fuck. Miramax wanted to know two. the story. Yeah. Miramax wanted two, and then they went to Bob Evans. No, not Bob Evans. Bob, oh, fuck the guy who runs New Line. Yeah. Uh, or ran New Line, I guess. And um, and he was like, and apparently the line he gave them, he was like, "This is three books, isn't it?" And they were ready for him to be saying, oh, "There's too much." He says, "Well, why isn't this three movies?" And that's sort of how it became the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which I think that was a smart. A smart sort oh, of Oh, absolutely move. smart. Yeah, and it was really good that they then carried that across to The Hobbit. <laughs> yeah. Um, this solid one choice. Book yeah. One book three movies. Tiny book. Why is it not three movies? Why isn't this three movies? <laughs> that was very clearly, like, I remember Money. when it was yeah. part one and part two, and I could kind of accept that because part two was the fillest. Part one was literally The Whole of Hobbit, and part two was just the connecting tissue yeah. between The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. And then they threw that idea out. And was just like, let's just expand it for a never-ending... Put a whole bunch of things in there. See, I really could have accepted... People want stuff. Stuff is great. (laughs) I really could have accepted two movies. If just because when you read The Hobbit, there is no detail in that book whatsoever. Like the the Battle of Five Armies. Something happened and then they left. The Battle of Five Armies is literally Bilbo got knocked out, wakes up, everyone's dead. How you doing? And he goes to Gandalf and he's like, hey, Gandalf, what were you doing the entire book when you fucked up? But see, off? that he's actually like, oh, really works. In Game of Thrones season one, yeah. Peter Dinklage is knocked out at the beginning of battle and wakes up at the end of it. And it's actually like a really humorous thing because he's seen as like the hero of this battle because he just happened to survive. Oh, that's great. It's really, really clever. And they do it in the, like that in the book and it works really well. I think a thirst for like more and more detail and stuff that we don't need is just, uh, I mean, it fuels. Well, it's, it's kind of with the mainstreaming of nerd culture. Yeah. Is that, that tendency to have just laser focus on, on on, On the minutiae of everything. I need to know what sandwich he was eating. And, and like, where, where was this person when this was happening? Where is this person when they were off doing that? Where was Tom Bombadil? That's the real. Yeah, he was taking a Tom shit. Bombadil. That's what he was doing. He was just <laughs> taking a very long poop. Can you just imagine the part of the movie where they just see? I would see the movie version. <laughs> like someone joked about like the Hunger Games book, and it was the extended version of the Hunger Games book with all the scenes where she goes to the bathroom in it, because that would actually happen, and they never detail it in the book anywhere. That would make an interesting slash more realistic <laughs> version of the movie. I reckon. Would that make it better? <laughs> Yeah, some doesn't people, make it any. Yes, doesn't make it sane. <laughs> no. How much better would that scene with the fire be if she was trying to poop? <laughs> and then, oh my god, flamethrower was coming, and she's like, oh shit, <laughs> literally. Um, but the history of sequels and prequels, uh, it's kind of interesting. I did a little bit of googling on this. Did either of you do some googling? Do I ever do googling? How much prep time did I have on this episode? You had less than <laughs> like eight hours ish. I told you at like nine o'clock at night. That's correct. Um, well, I've done a little bit of. So the first sort of known sequel, it's Fall of a Nation in 1916, which was the sequel to Birth of a Nation, mm. which was the oh, horribly wow. racist John. Is it John Ford? Uh, who did? No, no, uh, uh, D.W. Griffith. D. Sorry, w. Griffith. I mean, yeah. it's only. It is racist. It literally started the myth of the black man as rapist. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> denying that, but like having watched it, because I watched, had to watch it at university. Really. Like it's not racist in the way that we think of a racist film. It's literally like white propaganda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Have you watched, there's a great documentary called 13th on Netflix. Um, Ava DuVernay directed it and she chronicles, it's basically chronicles like the treatment of African-Americans from the abolishment of the 13th amendment through to the modern day. And the birth of a nation takes a big part in it because prior to that movie, there was slavery and all this kind of bad segregation and racism, but these like mythological ideas of black people as these villains mm came about because of birth of a nation but anyway so all uh, of the nation fix that no no, oh. no no it was like a story about a suffragette and someone in the middle of what it was much more of a war melodrama than 
uh, propaganda. And it was in 1916. It's now considered a lost film because no copies lasted. It was a total bomb. But that's sort of the first sequel, movie sequel anyway. They've been making book sequels for since books existed, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then, Hamlet 2. Uh, sorry? <laughs> Hamlet 2. Hamlet 2. Oh, right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> do you remember Shakespeare's classic? Shakespeare's classic. I will um, say Shakespeare did do sequels. He did so. do. Was, uh, I want to loves Love's Labor's Found was yeah, the lost, yeah. ironically. I thought that was a joke. No. I've he, heard of Love. They, <laughs> reckon, oh what's it, they reckon it's one of his other plays, that, like As You Like It or something like that, yeah. and they reckon that that's actually like a redraft of Love's Labor's Found. Oh, okay. Um, that's so, that's a, that's a bad real life pun. Um, there's a movie called, uh, so the first prequel, uh, oh. is it's called another part of the forest in 1948 based on some Don't movie like with the title forest. I've never heard of it before Googling this. Um, but the whole idea of prequels really didn't take a hold until the late sixties slash seventies. And some of the most sort of big mainstream iconic ones, the good, the bad, and the ugly is a prequel yeah. uh, set during the height of the civil war as the other ones are set at the end of it. And so kind of Indiana Jones. That, yeah, how, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then The Godfather Part Two is probably the big yeah. iconic yeah. Academy Award winning, considered one of the greatest sequels ever made. And I, I still haven't actually watched The Godfather Part Two. I've seen The Godfather Part One and I, I didn't like it, but I think I need to revisit them because they're so ubiquitous with film culture. Yeah. So how dare you host a film podcast <laughs> and not... Do you like those movies? I do. I was hoping you say no, but you've got to watch it. Well, I will say I've watched a lot of movies because you have to watch it if you like movies. And I'm working on it. I'm working on though that pile. He's got a pile, man. Yeah, you should put Godfather to the top of that pile. I've seen Godfather one, part two. But should I rewatch? How part dare one? you talk about sequels? <laughs> should I rewatch part one in because pre- I haven't watched yeah, part prob- one in, in probably if you haven't watched it it's in a so while. long. <laughs> you sound like Seb. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Not a okay, no. Hey, okay, I'm Seb, watching him now. Seb I don't want to sound like right? Seb. I don't want to yes. sound like yeah. Seb. Nah, he's cool. <laughs> I don't want to sound like Seb anymore. Okay, well, I'm watching well, One them. of his main criteria is how long a movie is. If but it's see, the shorter the movie, through, the better the movie. But he sits through fucking Marvel shit, which is all longer than any And single... he complains about oh, it. Okay, well, as long as he's consistent. <laughs> as long as he's consistent. Um, I wrote, I spelled ugly, U-G-L-E, on my notes. That's just well, like weird. A, literally no one would have found this out. No. But you've let the whole audience I know how shit yeah. <laughs> it's the good, the, the good. bad, and the uggle. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the uggos. Um, Ooh, so the types the of sequels, what well, do we consider like different kinds of sequels? Because I was trying to look up like a definitive list and there was a couple, but then people like listed prequels and then like, uh, like, well, they, I think, a, sequ- like I think a prequel is a sequel. It's a kind of a sequel. It's a, it's a, it's a text that postdates the original text, but it just tells a story before Set before chronologically. Yeah. Okay. But then also I guess you've got sequels that are written specifically to be a sequel or sequels that are part of the original text continuing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. I've kind of got like there's ones where it's like the subsequent chapters, the text continuing, something like Back to the Future, yeah. Kill Bill, uh, The Matrix. Back. Uh, oh, uh, so yeah, they're usually done like back-to-back narratives, like the narrative continues yeah. almost directly on. Um, and they've got this one where it's like the new story but same characters which is sort of a lot of the ones where they didn't intend on a sequel, but the first one was so successful. They're like, more, oh, please. Yeah. American Psycho 2, one of my favorites. No, 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 no. That's, is that same characters? Uh, no. That's a, no, no, no. See, that's, Sorry, a, different, that's, that's a different kind of sequel. Story, so same characters. story, new story, same characters is something like Pirates 2. Mm. Yeah. But see, Pirates 2 and 3 are the subsequent chapters. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas Pirates 1 to Pirates 2, they're pretty much unrelated. They have threads that continue on, but it's for the most part, a completely new story. National Treasure 2. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I just I want to bring that one up with you in the room, you on the episode. You're missing a wonderful um, face. It's set in the world. Uh, what do I go? National Treasure in the world where it works. I don't know what that note means. Sister Act 2 is another one of these. Yep. Um, same story, same characters, new digit on the title, a.k.a. Bad Mums or The Hangover. It's mm-hmm. the exact. It's just a literal yeah. repetition of the thing you just saw because we just need to add a two on it. Die Hard 2. Yes, exactly right. My least favorite Die Hard because I haven't seen Die Hard 5. Don't mm, ever watch it. Yeah. Don't ever watch it. Do I have, not. I have made it is choice. so bad. And they try to do like a, they try to make it a continuing story because it's like his son or some shit. Like yes. that. Well, well, the fourth one it was is his, his daughter. Son. Was it? 
Yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. It was amazing because it was Mary Elizabeth that. Winstead. Yeah, but then five is about his son, and they reference the daughter, but she never. I'm on up. vacation. Also, yeah. that's the whole. Jai movie. Courtney is no Mar- Mar- Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I'm not a fan of his. I've never seen a performance of his where I was Honestly, like, "That's good." This is the one. This is the one good thing I'll ever say about this movie. Suicide Squad makes Jai Courtney acceptable. I'm like, I like him in this movie. This is the really? o- he is the only character I like because he's not Will Smithing about going, oh, my daughter, and he's not fucking Harley Quinn going, me, I'm Harley Quinn. Everybody loves me. He's a side <laughs> character. A great impersonation. <laughs> he is a side character who is just fucking fun, and Jai Courtney being fun is so rare. Okay. He is not a fun he's guy. Like, he's like, because he's always cast shit. as the, the, the boring Stoic. thug. Ugh. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'm, um, I'm joking. But um, and then I've got like the the sequel where it's completely unrelated. They're just taking the name, so something like a lot of the straight to DVD ones, like yeah. that. That you talked about the Howling. Yeah, oh, one yeah. of these. Uh, mean Girls Two. Uh, American Psycho Two is one that yep. comes up. Is there another one? I feel like there's another one, like a really iconic movie that's like a sequel, but completely unrelated to the to the first movie. There's probably. I mean, the Bring It On movies yeah. are that. Yeah. I mean, Although some of them are pretty good. Legally Blonde Three, <laughs> Legally Blondes, because Legally Blonde Three is now happening. I've heard Chanel told me yesterday. So uh, it the Legally Blondes is just the yeah. straight to DVD. Sorry, uh, sequel that's got nothing to do. It's uh, sh- her cousin, her twin cousins. Mm. Oh God! Mm. So then you also have the the extended universes. Yeah, like, you it's can't, like spinoffs you, and side. Yeah, bars. like. Black Panther is not a is is part of some series, but you wouldn't call it a sequel to Iron Man. True, true. That. Okay, yeah, Would you yeah, say it's that... a sequel to Civil War? It's probably it's a much more direct closest. sequel. And, but then, would you call Iron Man a prequel to Civil War, or Civil War a sequel to Iron Man? Oh my sequel god, to... my brain! <laughs> yeah, it, like that's the thing. They're they're kind of more of a web. Damn of... it, Marvel! And then is and then is. Uh, Rogue, for example, Rogue One is it a sequel to the original trilogy or is it a prequel to the new trilogy? Yeah. Like, like is Whereas, wh- like the DCU, it's much easier to track. Like everything spawns from Man of Steel. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Halloween franchise, seeming the yeah. trailer just came out this morning. You've have got, you watched it? I need, uh, no, I'm, I haven't. I'm but you tempted, got, but then I actually really want to see it. Halloween two, Hall- uh, Halloween one, Halloween two, Halloween two is a direct sequel. It's like literally the same day, isn't it? I or like so, hours yeah. later. Uh, then you have. I think they like pick up straight again. Yeah, Halloween. It, it's when she's like going to us. I think the first thing might we be have the to whole do, pool. Anyway, sorry. Side note. Yeah, we have to do a Halloween like on Hall- around Halloween when it comes out. We're doing a Hall- like just a whole episode on the Halloween franchise. Oh, okay, cool. Because I've only seen number one. The do original. you know how crazy it gets? How no. like Halloween three? I is thought H two O Halloween H two O. I thought there was something to do with the water. So for Hall- the longest <laughs> time. <laughs> Halloween H two O is a direct sequel to two, and Halloween Resurrection is a. Del- Direct sequel to uh, to H two O, and then season of the and witch, and then season of the witch unreal. is its own thing. Then Halloween four is a direct sequel to two as well, but it's a different story. Halloween five and six, uh, uh is are both sequels to that. I'm pretty sure H two O is number seven, and that's retracing. And then the new Halloween is ignoring H two O. It's ignoring uh four, and it's another sequel to Halloween two. Oh, right. and then you have the Rob Zombie remakes. Um, I put expanded universes in the prequel kind of times. There's also like the one, the history of a side character. So something like, it's something, um, oh, I guess it's more what of a movie you're talking about there. Wait, what am I? I'm solo. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, I, I thought it was really interesting. Uh, I've just lost my train of thought. It's the fuck. Where am I going with extended this? universe? Extended universe. It's the psych. Oh, it's something like pirates Four, right. As a mm. sequel. It's about the supporting character from the last franchise. And it's yeah. kind of like a weird way to carry on because they think, oh, Johnny Depp makes money. Um, Remember when Johnny Depp made money? I think he still kind of does. Oh, fuck off. I mean, I mean I, not yeah, as much as he, he used to. <laughs> uh, he makes people. money and beats women. Um, no Apparently he's he's quite sick, so. Well, that's good. Oh, I feel bad. I mean, we, he, we always knew he was sick. He beats women. But hey. what are you trying to say? Uh, so the problem with sequels slash prequels. Uh, personally, I always think if they don't raise the stakes enough, if mm. this movie, because a movie should always be the most exciting part of that person's life at that point. 
So a sequel should be more exciting. Uh, I always bring this up as Mission Impossible, uh, sorry, Mission Impossible 2, uh, Men in Black 2. Men in Black 2 has the exact same stakes, if not less than the first one. It's not until the third one where they're like, oh, time travel, at least time's all fucked up. I'm like, yeah, you've raised the stakes. I accept this as a sequel. I don't think the stakes have to be physically raised. I don't think it has to be, like, like if you did an end of the world movie, you don't then have to do an end of the universe. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to then do an end of the universe movie. But, I mean, you can always raise a different set of stakes. Exactly. This is where I, I, Die Hard is technically a perfect series because each one, they technically raise the stakes. The first one is one guy in a building and his wife's there. It sucks. He's got to save himself, his wife, and money. In the second movie, it's an airport. They've expanded the size. They've expanded the scope. His wife is now in the air, and she could die if Along it runs out of fuel. Along with a couple of hundred people. Hey, a couple hundred people. That's pretty shit. Number three, it's all of New York, and they have a bomb in a school, and it's also raising the personal stakes, where it's a specific attack against John McClane. The fourth one, it's over Washington. It's over an entire fucking state, and it's like, oh... The country's in trouble, but you haven't raised the stakes for John. John is literally there because he's fucking there. You're going to be really disappointed when you watch the fifth five. One, it's, it's all over fucking Russia. It's not all over for Russia. There's uh, nothing one. in. Ah, well, the, fuck you, the, Russia. The final fight is like in Chernobyl or something, yeah. isn't it? Oh, that sounds Where, awesome. No. You're selling it with me. No, it's like no one's going to die. Because what are they Chernobyl. going to do? Turn Chernobyl into a wasteland? Like. <laughs> It's so, it's like, I, I, I do not understand how colossally they fucked up in that sequel because even bad sequels are better than Die Hard 5. <laughs> Die Hard 5 just, just makes no, he just runs around. There's no actual plot or explanation well, for anything the for the first 40 minutes of the movie. When you get that far into a series is you've developed all these tropes and you're not telling a story, you're just transplanting tropes into a movie. But the James Bond franchise yeah. is an example of where that becomes really good. Something like Casino Royale and even Skyfall. I love Skyfall a lot. I, I think the James Bond series is all kind of an exception because they can what get do away they count with it. Because they're kind of sequels, but kind of reboots, but kind of remakes. Each story is its own thing with this one character. But then they also for, continue on because yeah, certain kind of. characters travel through. Like, like M went from Pierce Brosnan through to... Uh, and Daniel Craig. It was the same Q up until I think it was uh, the third Pierce Brosnan film. They recast Q as. Um, I think we can all just say it's very obvious that he's a Time Lord. As yeah, is oh, no, absolutely. Everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, M didn't die. It was just like as they looked away, she was like, oh, I'm Ray Fiennes. <laughs> I don't want to go. Ray Fiennes. <laughs> um, I, I think, I mean, the problem is when they do it bad, it's the repetition of the formula. It's you yeah. take all the tropes from the, like the Hangover 2. I watched Hangover 1. I wasn't a huge fan. But I was like, you know what? It, it did what it did. Mm. It started the R-rated comedy thing. I then watched yeah. number two and I'm like, this is the exact, literally it's the exact the same movie. Thing. I'm like, how do you lose your friend? You are terrible friends. You are actually <laughs> well, terrible well, friends. I think, I think by that point, like that, they know their audience, and their audience is that 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 bro who wants to like imagine himself in one of those roles, and they just wanted to give that to him again. The third movie was at least a different story because it was specifically about them trying to get the fucking crazy Zach Galifianakis. Into like a hospital or something, or I, can't I did not watch it. I refused. I just remember I, I, it's, it's very same. much a def- different. But so you story. can know the bro audience, and then you can play with it. I think what they did with Twenty One, Twenty Two Jump Street was so clever. With That's because they went so meta. Yeah, yeah, meta. Oh, the meta sequels. What does uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh, a new uh, night. West Craven's up, new nightmare. Yeah, West Craven's what new does nightmare. that count as? Because that is based in the real world where the Nightmare on Elm Street films exist. And okay. Because okay. Well, let me ask you: Human Centipede. I haven't seen uh, okay, either so of them. So each Human Centipede film 
is based in a universe where the last Human Centipede film was made. So the first one is just Human (laughs) Centipede. It's great. Second one is about this guy who was obsessed with the movie Human Centipede, so he decides to recreate it using duct tape, and it's black and white for some reason. Staples, yep. Then the third movie (laughs) is a prison system where the two actors from the last two movies are two different characters who run a prison, who love the first two movies, and decide they've got to implement that in the prison system. That's how you can control the prisons. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then the people come in and go, this is a great idea. Boo-boo. Satire. What? So it's really meta, meta. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I'd never bother with those movies because it felt like it was purely sold on the gimmick. Well, it was. Like, it, 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 was, a, it was a meme at the time as Human Centipede 1 and then Human Centipede 2. I actually really enjoyed what they did. I didn't enjoy the movie. Yeah, I was going to say, what kind the of fuck? The examination of what of the reaction to the movie. Oh, okay, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, this crazy person just obsessing over the movie is kind of the filmmaker going, like, you crazy people shouldn't be obsessing over this movie. Oh, okay, right, right. And then the But then apparently they squish a fetus under an accelerator pedal or something like that, and I I heard about that, and I'm like, yeah, I'm never watching this movie (laughs) ever. Um, Also, what you kind of said is that, um, and it was a point that Edgar Wright sort of brought up that because he keeps getting asked to do a sequel to Hot Fuzz. And he says, the problem is, is that the characters have changed. They become the better person they need to be. Once they've done that, where do they go? Where do you take them? Do you make them a terrible person? Do you just undo everything that you just which spent is what the last which so many, so many sequels undo it? Which is what I loved about Solo because Solo, like Han Solo's character specifically goes from a scoundrel to a hero in the first movie. And in this one, he kind of goes from, oh, I want to be a good guy. And in the end, he shoots first. Boom. He goes from a, he goes from a hero to a scoundrel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, one of I, my favorite things about that film is that they reverse his story arc just so they could have a story arc in the, new, in yeah. the original And that's movies. why I think, I think something like um, uh, National Treasure 2 as a sequel, and I know you're going to hate me for bringing this up, mm. but as a you sequel. You can bring it up. I'm just going to switch off. <laughs> but as a sequel, it. It's really interesting because he's trying to prove himself to um, the world around him. Mm. And then number two is he's done that and then he has to he, – because he, the whole plot is he has to prove that his, his family wasn't actually terrible and didn't assassinate Lincoln uh, and Lincoln, all that kind yeah. of shit. And, but what they do with the personal story is it's, he, he's trying to win over Diane Kruger. Yeah. He's won over Diane Kruger. They're divorced now. They're arguing because the life that they led together didn't quite work. Like it's a really great – continuation of a story that didn't that had a definitive end emotionally yeah. like like personal character development wise and then externally it was really kind of interesting sister act two is also a really great one purely because they uh we'll talk about it in a tick but um uh with prequels what makes them shit is death is off the table yeah the, you the, know what you solo that some stake yeah you've lost a lot of stake because you know and like with solo is anyone surprised? Like, wait, he made the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs. Oh my god! Only if you round down. Only if you round. <laughs> I would love if they didn't do the Kessel Run, and it turns out the whole thing was a lie. That would at least recontextualize the rest of the series and yeah. do something new. That no, would they work. had to do that to answer the question of like, how can you do the Kessel Run <laughs> in twelve parsecs when parsecs is a distance and not a time? Yeah, I found that hilarious. I was like, they they out. Because, like, when it was happening, I'm like, I bet you they're going to actually... Wait, a parsec's a distance. Parsecs yeah. is, like, the, the distance Kilometers. that light travels in a year. Oh. Yeah. So by doing something in 12 parsecs... So I don't get then how did it work. You're doing it. Because Cause, in cause the it's maelstrom, like, oh, it's 20 parsecs to get through on the predefined path. Yeah. So he went off the path and did it in 12. Okay. If you knew about, but he didn't really go. Oh, like this. he didn't because he he went to like a wormhole and then waited at the wormhole for like ten minutes while it was collapsing. You know, yeah, because it wasn't time that he was moving. Yeah. The time didn't matter. It was oh, the fact that he did now it in a shorter I get distance. that. And so now he, I get that. he had to instead of going through the middle, he went through the side. Yeah, and got out quick. Yeah, and <laughs> big squid monster, uh, big tentacle monster that looked yeah. like that looked like the fucking thing that he captures in the ship in yeah. in friggin's Force Awakens. Um, and the problem is, I, I think they're mostly most prequels are nostalgia porn. Yep. Yeah. Same thing with Rogue One. You know, like many Bothans died, so you know everyone's going to die. So where's why do you care about any of these characters? Uh, the, the Hobbit. The Hobbit was like just remember how good Lord of the Rings was. 
Look how good Lord of the Rings was. CGI everything. Yeah. With, you want Lord of the Rings, but everything CGI this mm. time. Like what if Billy did- Connolly's face. It still weirds me out. <laughs> uh, so what makes a good sequel slash prequel? Um, personal stakes. Of a story. Continuation of a story where it feels earned. Yeah. I, I like ones that when they challenge the film that came before. Yeah. Something like The Dark Knight. Or yeah. the Last Jedi are yeah, really good the in Jedi. challenging what was set up. Yeah, um, I love ones where they change the genre too. I think that's a really clever kind of a sequel that doesn't happen near as often as it should. Alien to Aliens. Yeah, sounds like you would really love the Human Centipede movie. Yeah, <laughs> they're not torture porn. They they well, are. <laughs> they are, but they change the presentation. Okay, like the first one is really a just straight kind of torture like porn horror, straight body horror. Mm. The second one is like uh, it's all about like the insanity of like being alone or like that that kind of isolationist but that's the theme, isn't it? Does the genre change? The, the genre is definitely yeah. like okay. it's definitely more. Um, I think something like uh, Pitch Black to Chronicles of Riddick is a yes, really that excellent is my genre shift. Favorite, oh, I love that movie. I love Chronicles of Riddick. I think it's so underrated. I never hear enough people talk about the greatest it. Greatest D and D film. Um, uh, Winter Soldier is an interesting. So, yeah. first Captain America is a war film. Winter Soldier is an espionage film. It's right because they and both deal shifts, with war in different ways. Yeah, but it also shifts in a way, like actual war. We went from war to espionage from like the forties to the fifties. Yeah, that shift it matches in the genre, so it just kind of reflects real life. And I then think. the next one's like the whole hippie stage yeah. in the sixties. Where he's um, just getting high all the time. Uh, I think, well, that was Infinity War. Rainbows yeah. and <laughs> yeah, dust. Um, uh, just snorting I, And Bucky. then ones where they, uh, the protagonist shift, we talked about Sister Act 2, where they shift. The protagonist of Sister Act is her. She has to change and also the, the mother superior has to kind of shift and have to yeah. meet in the middle. Number two, she doesn't change at all. It's about the kids. Yeah, it's about Lauren mm. Hill. It's about Lauren Hill. And that's what's really kind of cool about it as a sequel. Um, Blade Runner 2049 is yep. another excellent yeah. one. Yeah, as opposed to Blade Runner 1, which is about are you human, da-da-da. He knows he's not human at the beginning of 2049, but he thinks he's special. And it's, oh, you're not special. Like, I like that's such a great theme. Um, any movies that deserve sequels or prequels that haven't had one, and we're sort of finishing up with this point, any, any sequels you've been dying to see but never got around to seeing? What are some of those ones that just like leave you hanging? I mean, for me, uh, Incredibles was uh, like, well, I, yeah, now they've now. got a sequel now, but for the longest fucking time, they kept making sequels well, to every other goddamn Pixar is movie. the only Pixar film where I'm like, this is earned a sequel. This is the one that can have a it sequel. It can have a sequel because the dynamic of the family shifts, especially with different people being superheroes. Because the first one was about them rejecting being superheroes. Now they claim superheroes. Now there can be consequences to claiming that identity yeah. as opposed to Cars where well, you cars. see, they were cars, and then he drove real fast, and then he found friendship. So the next one is a remake of The Man Who Knew Too Little. I don't know. Oh, it's... Mm. Um, the Man From U.N.C.L.E. needs a sequel. Definitely. Needs a sequel. Oh my did God, you yes. watch that one, Zane? I did. Did you not Didn't like, like it? it? No. You're wrong. Really? I don't... I, I, I'm happy to be wrong. It's just not my movie. Okay, fair enough. Uh, it's, that's, it's, it's exactly... You didn't like all the very obvious homoerotic subtext? <laughs> I, I, if I could roll my You'd eyes be the, audibly, You'd take the top, I'll be the bottom. <laughs> I remember watching uh, the movie and I was just like, and they're like it, they don't have to match. Like all those kind of moments, I was just like, wow, this is a really gay was movie. Was that how you found out you were gay from watching Probably, from probably. Um, Tintin. Oh, it, it's been fucking years waiting for it. Uh, but it's so expensive. It is no, no. It's it. not even that expensive. It made its money back. It's just Peter Jackson can't be fucked. It's yeah. Well, it, that's what I mean. Expensive in terms of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And effort. Um. Uh. I've got dread. Needs yeah. a sequel. That would make a great sequel. Uh, have you Have you watched the uh, interview with uh, the producer? What's his name? Adir Kano. I have no idea, but I would argue. I don't think dread needs a sequel. But dread it could have a sequel that would be I think very it could cool. Have, I think it could have a sequel. See, that would have a world expanding sequel. Yeah. It would. It but would you could also say something. But you could also say something about the character in the sequel. The character could develop. Yeah. Within absolutely. the terms, of they the should sequel. just remake the raid too and make it dread. Oh my god! Like, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Um, Mystery Men, I want a sequel to Mystery Men. And I, do I reckon not. no, no, because <laughs> Mystery Men, you use the time gap between sequels. Like yeah. like in twenty forty nine. 
as a way of doing something with the pretty sequel. much they changed the world in that movie so now we see the consequences yeah the long-term consequences of that change that's a great idea yep um and then rise of the guardians is one i would kill for a sequel that movie I'm surprised. was no I'm because it tanked surprised. it tanked financially yeah but which was, it was such good. a shame it was such a fucking good movie and it has the potential for sequels just because the team dynamic shifts and i just I've just been doing some research for my other podcast and then they fucked and like there is some fan fiction that could quite easily be turned into like Wait, really? terrible, terrible sequels. Wait, who they, who are they shipping? Um everyone. Jack Frost and who who they've shipped. It starts Jack off Frost with, with Jack like, and Toothiana. Who, oh, oh yeah, yeah. So Tooth. Yeah, yeah. Um then Bunny Bund comes in and then Santa comes in and then Santa. And then <gasps> oh, it's just a big orgy of all your childhood. Well, no, no, you see, creatures. you see, they have to keep Jack ejaculating because that's what <laughs> that's what makes snow. And, <laughs> and they, they I'm need so glad we don't have and snow. They in need to have snow for Christmas, but he couldn't hold off for Christmas, so he he masturbated a week beforehand. <laughs> so now they have to keep him coming. For a week. Oh my god! That makes sense. It makes sense. Yes. Terrible. Any sequels you guys want to see? Um, (laughs) I'm pretty scarred. Uh, I I know. I know we already have Ash vs Evil Dead, (laughs) but I want to see a a sequel to the 2015 Evil Dead. Um, Because there's talk of that happening now. There's been talk for ages. That was a talk. But Freddie Alvarez has got his. He just did the girl with the something or. Uh, yeah, the girl with the in the spider's web. In the spider's web with. Claire oh, okay, Floyd. wait. Okay, talking about sequels. Hold up. Just found out about this yesterday. So that one is a sequel to the American one, but yep. it's the fourth book. Yep. Why? Why? Because they they, they feel like because they did the girl with the dragon tattoo yep. remake didn't work because the the Swedish ones were actually reasonably successful in English speaking countries. Yeah. So, well, yeah, and then they like, realize that, Oh, well we don't need to just redo the stories because people yeah. have already got them. So let's just continue them. Oh, okay. On book number That's four. reasonable then. Cause they completely recast it anyway. There's like no yeah. Daniel Craig or is it, was it Numi Rapace in that one? Uh, no, no, no. Numi was, Rapace was the original, the original Swedish yeah. one. Can't remember. Numi Rapace or however the hell you pronounce her name. I think she's a really good actress. Anyway, any um, other sequels? You want yeah, and, and I want to see um, a sequel to the original Army of Darkness ending uh, where he wakes up too long, to, he slept too long, and he's in the future and the world's been destroyed. I really want to see that sequel. Okay. They could do it. Continuity means nothing in this series. No, no. Uh, Chance, uh, Zane, I was about to call you Chance. Are there any sequels you want? I don't like sequels. No, fair. As a rule. La La Land so, 2. <sighs> There, 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 La there, there are very few movies. See, really, you'd want to give a sequel to a good movie, and there yeah. are very few good movies that I walk out of saying, yeah. "This, I need more of. I need, I need more of that, but different." I appreciate like just that movie. So I, but like I think The Incredibles. I'm glad they're getting a sequel because I love the movie. I love mm. the characters, and yes, it kind of like they resolved, and you could tell that there was a whole bunch more story that could happen to them. Yeah, and conflict that could and ways to change because the kids are growing up, and it's yeah. about parenting and family. Um, uh, but yeah, I I refuse to answer this question. Fourth <laughs> Riddick film. I'd like a fourth Riddick film. Apparently, uh, the, I'd never watched the third three, one. Apparently, good. it was terrible. Uh, the third one is a remake of Pitch Black, but instead of darkness, it's rain. Oh God! It's, it's he can't. He can see in rain, but he can only see in <laughs> rain. Like, is that? Yeah, bro. It, oh, it's God. not a good movie. Uh, it, it's a fine movie, but it's not good. I want to see a fourth Riddick where they do fucking D and D again. That was great fun. <laughs> uh, so we're doing our top five this week, and it's top five sequels or prequels. Um, you talk about. Ideally, good movies have sequels. One of mine on my list here is a really great sequel to a really terrible movie. Um, I'm glad. Uh, I'll I'll go. Do Do you want to go first? Or? I'll go first because I've got a super generic list. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I'm hoping. I've, I'm pretty sure I already know it. I've, I've got I've got no honorable mentions. Brilliant. It's, it's just like okay. So number five, Godfather two. Yep. Yep. It, it's it takes those characters and and really kind of ups the stakes and really gets into it really expands the world so i yeah. it's a great a great sequel aliens changes the genre yep and it is a great movie standalone mad max fury road yep. again 
um, The Dark Knight. Yeah. Yep. And Kill Bill Part 2. Excellent. Yeah. There you go. That's, there you go. Uh, that's a good list. Um, <laughs> my honorable mentions, this will be interesting. I wonder if you, I've got Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time, which is the third movie to the Disney one. It was a straight to DVD sequel. It's actually really fucking good. Have it's, we spoken about this before? I probably mentioned it. It's easily okay, the best no, Disney I, sequel. I have had like deep things about Cinderella 3. Have you it. seen it? Yeah. 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 And I'm it's pretty fucking, sure. I felt. There's a cult following. I, that the, have you seen it, Zane? Yes. Yeah. The stepsister's story, fucking heartbreaking. I never thought, like, that's what, like, it's really, if if any of our listeners haven't seen it, watch, you can skip Cinderella 2 because Cinderella 2 is just like a random, let's tell some stories. And it's basically a bunch of Cinderella shorts strung together oh, like with Beauty some winter. Too, yeah, yeah, Christmas like one? that. It's, yeah. it's the exact same thing. But Cinderella 3 is like a plot about how, the stepmother steals the fairy mother, fairy godmother's wand and undoes the events of Cinderella and puts her in a miserable life to try and actually make the stepdaughter get what Cinderella got. And it's actually really fucking good. It's mm. I, I, there's no, it has, it doesn't deserve to be as good as it is. They're the best sequels. But it is. Um, I've got Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade. Yep. I think that's a really great sequel. I'm, I, I, I've warmed to Temple of Doom over the years, but Last Crusade I thought was such a great sequel. You bring in the dad because that's just yeah. that, that just works. Uh, Hellboy two, because yep. that's almost a genre shift from number one. Well, goes I rem- from a superhero movie to a fantasy fucking. When I remember when I first saw it, and I'm pretty sure we spoke about this. How I didn't like the movie the first time I saw it. I was like, how do they fuck up a Hellboy two? And then it's one of the few times that over the years, because like I kept on watching it because I'm like they're. Mu- there must be something wrong with me. And it's just like, it's like a uh, uh, Stockholm syndrome to me. And I fucking yeah. love Hellboy 2. I like Hellboy yeah. 2 more than Hellboy. No, I don't know. I, I love like Hellboy 2 more than number one. Uh, I don't great. know if I could they're say that. They're both pretty damn close are, to each other are. in my thing. Fuck, I, I prefer two to one. Mm. But It's more you know, of a Guillermo del Toro movie than yeah. number one, which but is I why it works. I don't, they're not my favorite del Toro. No, they're not mine either. Shot. Not mine. Mm. We might be talking about <laughs> that next week. Um, uh, I've got Blade 2 as well because yeah, I, I don't like say- Blade 1. I've, I try what, I, I've seen it a couple times now. I do not enjoy Blade 1. Blade 2 is such a fucking good movie. What about Blade 3? I have not watched We've it yet. We've got a half naked Ryan Reynolds. I mean, that's a good reason to watch You it. call someone Thundercunt. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's true. Great. Is it a good movie though? No. no <laughs> not at all. Um, I've got 28. 28- I, I say it is It is a dumb fun movie that if yeah. you turn off your brain, it's fine, but you can't follow Blade 2 with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I've got 28 weeks later. I okay, thought it was cool, a really yeah. great way to expand the world and the con- and, and, and the sort of consequences of number one. Uh, Scream 4, because I think that movie shouldn't be anywhere near as good as it was and it fucking blew me away. These are honourable mentions. These are honourable mentions. Okay, good. I was um, like, are these on your top five list? Because this is a weird No, list no. Um, I've got Before Sunrise, uh, sorry, Before Sunset. Before Sunset. And Before Midnight. Cool. Before yeah. Trilogy. They are so, so good. And I actually, a lot of people didn't like Before Midnight. I don't know why I think Before Midnight's actually fucking phenomenal. Has one of the best couple argument scenes, just period. It's just so well movie. done. Yeah, well, <laughs> that. Yeah, but the scene in the bedroom specifically yeah. uh, in the in the hotel, and I love the way it ended. Um, I kind of don't think they should do more. I think that's a really great place to end. Oh, I thought it was just a trilogy. No, they're going to be doing more. Oh, okay. I think um, they'll they basically decide whether or not they do it during the the intermittent ten yeah, years okay, or whatever between enough. the movies. Um, I've got Terminator Two. Yep. Mm. I think it's way better than number one. Like yeah. infinitely oh, better is. than number Absolutely. one. James Cameron is the king of sequels. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, I say that before we Avatar say that 2 before comes Avatar 2. <laughs> we'll see. I and it's going to change the way we see movies, apparently, is how he's selling it. But I'm like, he's doing a re- he never pitched Avatar before Avatar, and yet now he's really pitching hard on how good Avatar 2 will be, which makes me concerned that it will not be that good. Maybe he's just really excited. I doubt it. Um, and then Fury Road is obviously the last of my honorable yep. mentions. I, so good. Uh, so my number five is Ouija 2, Origin of Evil. Yep. And this is the se- – it's a prequel uh, but kind of a sequel to a really terrible horror movie. And this one's actually fucking amazing. Mike Flanagan is a really underrated director. Um, it's a really, really fun movie, really well performed. And it's actually about women and, and perseverance. Like it's about things as yeah. opposed to – Board game ghosts, which was the whole of number one. Um, my number four is The Dark Knight. Yep. I think it's a fucking great series. It's just one of the great superhero movies of all time. I've got Iron Man 3 is number three. Hey! 
we can't not bring this up in every episode. I was honestly, it's such be a so great. If it's you didn't. such a great. It's such a great sequel to Iron Man as a series, but it's also such a great sequel to the, the Avengers. Avengers. And then the way they develop and shift and move the character. I mean, that's all Shane Black. Uh, my number two is the Raid Two. Mm-hmm. Cool. I think if you're going to expand it, that's how you expand a world. <laughs> it's so like the the story bits are so gluggy and slow, but the fight scenes are so much better. Um, and then my number one, which wouldn't be a surprise to anyone, is Sister Act 2. Yeah. yeah. It's just one of the great ones. It really is. Really Completely is. understandable. Chance to. Um, so I've got honourable mentions for once because uh, I got excited doing this. But the, most of my honourable mentions are the obvious ones. Uh, so, you know, I've got Dark Knight. I've got uh, Blade 2. Um, I've closed my notes. I've got Evil Dead 2, uh, which is technically a remake, remake also yeah. a sequel. Yeah. Um, I've got Fury Road, Spider-Man 2, Aliens. I've got The Thing, because The Thing is technically a sequel yep. to the original 19... Uh, what was it? Four, H- Howard Hawks, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, the Thing. And then I have The Thing, which is technically a prequel to, to, to John Carpenter's The Thing. <laughs> um, I really want to do a sequel to that, and I'm going to call it The Thing and just fuck with people. Uh, things, talking about that. I don't know why someone didn't call it all Things. Ooh. It's because of people like you that I have to, when I'm listing episodes, put the year up <laughs> to the title. <laughs> talking about that, uh, uh, next on the honorable mentions is The Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Mm. Uh, because that is a sequel to the original Evasion of the Body Snatchers, and that does genuinely Not raise Invasion states. starring Nicole Kidman oh, get and Dan <laughs> But that movie is a remake of this Invasion of the Body Snatchers because the first Invasion of the uh, Body Snatchers is a very small town. It's a small town thing, and it's one guy who's noticing thing, and at the end of the movie, he runs out to the street and is like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And in the first, like, 20 minutes of the remake or sequel of the Invasion of the Body Snatchers, that scene plays out and it's the same actor and everything. It's just the character's like, oh, what's going on? And this is before you really know what's going on unless you looked at the title. Um, but that movie so raises the stakes and that I still literally have nightmares about that movie. That fucking dog face thing <laughs> that comes up in my nightmares all the time. I have Aww. whole series of dreams where I'm like running through plant things, trying to stop the body snatches. And my, uh, my last one, the honorable mentions is Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Because okay. that changes so much from the first one. Because I enjoy the first one. It is a fun movie, but Bogus Journey is a story. Yeah. <laughs> it actually yeah. has substance stuff going on, and it's incredibly funny. Now, my top five, my number five, I'm going to assume no one likes is Jewel of the Nile. Uh, I have not yet seen it because I love the Romancing the Stone so much and everyone talks about how bad Jewel of the Nile is and so I'm worried See, because I love Romancing I the Stone so much. I don't think Jewel of the Nile is bad at all. It's just so incredibly different. The whole, it, it's like the same but different. It's hard to explain. Okay. But Romancing the Stone is a much better movie because Romancing yeah. Stone is the best. Uh, number four is Iron Man 3. Yeah. Because it had to be on this list. I uh, didn't put it on my list because I knew that it was. <laughs> And if I Josh was, was here, it would be on his It would list. be on his, yeah. <laughs> uh, next one is Mission Impossible 3. Although it's not my favorite Mission Impossible yet. movie. Dude, you got to come over. We'll watch them all. Mission Impossible 3 is the one that changes. <laughs> By that, I mean the fact that the second one sucked so much. Yeah. But the third one changes the story and pushes it in this direction that the next ones have gone into. Uh, and even though I think the fourth is probably my the, favorite. You mean Mission What's the crazy stunt that Tom Cruise did this time? Impossible. See, number five, the crazy stunt really didn't impress me. The whole is number five, the where he's like the strapped to the. No, that one was. Is great. five the one where he's strapped to the side of the plane? Yes. The side of the plane thing, like, even though I know he did it for real, I'm just watching it going, this doesn't visually terrify me. Whereas him running down the wall, I'm like, God damn. Oh, he's really doing that. That's, that's. Whoa. And then Mission, the new Mission Impossible, he broke his foot. <laughs> Yeah, the greatest stunt of all, just him breaking a foot. Just hammered at the foot. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's actually a remake of Saw. Um, I thought you were going to say Misery. Oh, that too. Damn it. Oh, Saw 2 should there. have been on my list. Yeah, Saw t- uh, I don't I like prefer it. Saw 3. I prefer Saw... What? Of, Get the fuck Saw, out. No, it's the Saw worst. Saw 3 is Saw James Wan trying to wrap up the story. Saw 3 and then made they go, me oh, quit. let's do more. Saw 3 made me quit those movies. I Saw 1 is the only good one in that franchise. No, I, I like Saw 2 because it does, like you said, it, it changes. 
it recontextualizes Saul one okay yeah. and expands the universe into like the people that survived his traps are now disciples <laughs> And when yeah. she gets thrown in that pit of surrender, oh, no. No. <laughs> yeah, it's like no. that is that is the most visceral response I've ever had to any scene in a movie. See, I responded harder to him cutting the neck, the, the neck. slice of the neck, just because oh, yeah. I like, like. What's the things where people just have things that they're specifically horrified of, and like losing pieces of you is one of mine. Like I've anyway, yeah, we'll, pointy things. I can't do it. Pointy things. So okay. we got pointy things and losing bits of you. I know how to write a perfect horror movie for okay. you. Okay. Dog face. Oh, Dog face. That's okay, what gets point. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, someone posted like this little meme. It was like a, a pug with like a little yeah. like, human mask. And I saw it and I was like, no, it scared me. Um, oh, what's your number two? Uh, number two is Star Trek Six: Undiscovered Country. Um, I think it is the best Star Trek film. Fuck off, Rutha Khan. You're great. I love you, Rutha Khan. But Undiscovered Country <laughs> is great. And it may be because at the time that it came out, um, Next Gen was already going. Mm. And in Next Gen, the uh, fucking, what are the ridged motherfuckers called? Ridged motherfucking face yeah, people. Uh, uh, the Klingons? Klingons. Why could I? I was thinking Kryptonians oh, for like, some reason. Oh, oh, God. Not, not, oh, not the rich motherfuckers. Ridged. The ridged. Yeah, sorry. Right. So uh, the Klingons are essentially good guys in next gen, and you have no explanation why. An undiscovered country is not only a deconstruction of what happened in Wrath of Khan and uh, the search for Spock, but it also contextualizes what happens for next gen. And it's such a good star trek film um other than maybe beyond it's my favorite star trek film uh, and die hard with a vengeance which is the yeah. best die hard movie don't argue with me i won't die hard one's better i will fuck you up <laughs> nah, that's a good place right. to end it shane will get fucked up um <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Zane, for being on. Uh, if you liked us, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Picture Rangers. And you can find me on Twitter at Shane M underscore Anderson. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at The Chancellor. I'm on Twitter at Zane C. Weber and Instagram at yeah, Zane you're on C. Instagram. Weber. And, and if you want to find and then they fucked, <laughs> you just go to that's not kind of productions.com. Uh, and there's plenty of other great podcasts. You've got a whole bunch of new ones starting as well. That's true. Um, and go on to iTunes and give us a star, a rating and review because that helps people find podcasts. And if you like this podcast and you want to share it around, let your friends know about it. We want more numbers. Talking about sharing and friends and sequels. You know what movie doesn't need a sequel? Red, Red Curtain, Curtain Hell. Hell. <laughs> Are we just going to like shoehorn this in yes, at the end of I've every episode? Yes, I've been thinking episode. for the last five film, minutes how to f- My feature film, in. Red Curtain Hell. We talked about a sequel on set. Uh, oh, really? And it was like the Blue Curtain or something like that. Uh, and it's like the whole sequel is going to be... Oh, you pitched one as well when I guessed it on second take. Oh, I remember that. It was like that. a sequel about Wendy. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, Wendy. You can find Red Curtain Hell on Vimeo On Demand, and if you use the code Picture Rangers, you get 20% off your purchase or rental. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.